You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. That's right, Mahalo, Aloha. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Ahui hoy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Listening to the reggae band that I love the most, the L.A.-based band Ayaterra. And at 8.15, don't miss it. They're coming on. They're my guests this this show. And their success makes me so proud. But what they've learned from their success is how kindness really matters. In Shaquille O'Neal's case, Herb Albert's case, their success led to greater kindness. The charity that Shaquille does behind the scenes is like no other. Herb Alpert writing a check for $5 million to keep afloat a music school in Harlem. It's a beautiful thing. Today's topic, kindness from success. You're all going to have Memorial Day barbecues. It'll be hot dogs, I hope. What do you put on a hot dog? Here's the craziest thing, and I did it this week because I didn't think it could be possibly something that I would enjoy. But, oh, my God, I love the Food Channel. So I watched the Food Channel many years ago. Best thing I ever ate, Michael Simon. He goes to some hot dog place in Ohio with his nephew. You can put any topping on that hot dog. And he's a gourmet chef, Michael Simon, so he does whatever. And his nephew says to the guy behind the counter, I'd like you to put on the hot dog peanut butter, pickle relish, and sriracha hot sauce. Michael Simon says, are you kidding me? What are you, crazy? You can't put peanut butter, pickle relish, and sriracha on a hot dog. And the nephew said to him, Uncle Mike, you know when you go to a Thai restaurant and they make that hot peanut sauce and you dip the barbecue chicken in it? Same thing. And he said, you know, I'm the gourmet chef and I learned something from my nephew. So all these years later, I decided, you know what? I'm going to have a barbecue on Monday. I'm going to have Nathan's hot dogs, my favorite hot dog. I'm going to put peanut butter and pickle relish and sriracha hot sauce all over it and see if that nephew is right. Oh, my God. Your friends, relatives... At the barbecue, social distancing, take the mask off so you can eat. Take one, do an experiment. They'll think you're crazy. Tell them I want some peanut butter, some pickle relish, and do you have any sriracha? It will blow your mind. It's like eating a Thai food hot dog. It was incredible. So that's my barbecue advice for Memorial Day. Oh, my God. All right, let's take some calls. Let's go to Jesse. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey, good morning. You think um, you could ever do that, Jesse? Put peanut butter, pickle relish, and sriracha on a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> what do you, how old are you? What do you do for a living? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, 33 and I work, um, doing media, AV sort of work, uh, in the LA Community College District. Good for you. God bless you for all that you do. I love that. 
Where did uh, you grow up? You. What high school did you go to? I went to a few, but I, I grew up in East Los Angeles and went right. to Garfield High School mainly. Nice. Nice. Good for yeah. you. All right, Jesse. How can I help? What's going on? So since about January, I started having some pain in my arm. Uh, it kind of, I think it started with my hand and it was just difficult to grip things and it was a bit weaker. And over the months, I can feel it in my, in my elbow really strongly and sometimes all the way up to my shoulder. And sometimes it's really burning. It seems like when I bend it subconsciously, if I end up bending my arm, I notice it starts feeling a lot of pressure and hurting. And um, it's just been a constant sort of weakness and pain. And in about March, I went to see my general practitioner and he checked it out and mainly just told me to try resting it. And if it doesn't improve, to talk to him about surgery. Okay. Did he do a test called a nerve conduction EMG? Did they send you to a neurologist? No. No, he just right. examined me physically. Jesse, do you, do you listen to the show? You know what clap revision is? Yeah, I do. Clap revision. So I'm going to give you a clap revision. Let's pretend we go into your house, we sit on your couch, and you've got a reading lamp right next to your couch that so you can read a book or the paper or whatever. That reading lamp has a light bulb. It has a hollow tube, a pipe, where the wire goes through, where the socket of the light bulb is in. But that ain't going to work unless you take that cord and plug it into the wall, okay? Okay. Let's pretend the light bulb are your fingertips, okay? The end of the line, if you will. Mm -hmm. And let's pretend your neck is the wall where the switch is, right? That's my right. clap revision for you. And the nerve that goes down your arm from your neck is that cord, that wire that goes from the wall into the lamp and ultimately the socket where the light bulb is. You're an audiovisual guy. This is the stuff you deal with all the right. time. Mm -hmm. yep. If you now decide, I'm going to sit down, turn the light on because I want to read something, and you flip the switch and the light bulb starts flickering, Jesse, how the hell do you know what the problem is? You don't know, maybe, maybe the light bulb is loose in the socket. That could cause flickering of the light, right? Right. Maybe the lamp is a gift you got from your grandmother's basement because you needed a lamp and she gave you an old one, and the cord, the insulation on the cord is frayed. Maybe that's why it's flickering. Or maybe in vacuuming your house, you didn't realize it, but the vacuum banged into the plug into the wall so it's not plugged in all the way. Those three things are three reasons the light bulb could be flickering. The way that you can figure out what it is in your body, where in the nerve that comes out of your neck, down your arm to your fingers, that electric cord, the nerve, to figure out where the source of the problem is at your neck, in your arm, into your fingers like carpal tunnel syndrome, is to get a test called a nerve conduction EMG, and your primary care doctor has to send you to a neurologist. That's who does them. So when they give you a hard time and say, we're not doing it because they're the HMO or crazy insurance company, you tell them you got a second opinion. And you know who you tell them you got a second opinion from? Dr. Clapper. Okay. You go after them. You may need an MRI in your neck, but the first next step for you is a neurologist needs to examine you. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I'm telling you that's the next chest move. Okay, Jesse? Okay. Okay. Thank you so and, much. And you, you're very welcome. You call back. Keep me posted. Let me know what happens. If you need my help, I'm right here. Okay? And I, I want you to do I, me a favor. Find a total sure. stranger today. Do something nice for them. 
that's how you'll be thanking me. And thanks so much for the call. Sure. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. God bless you, Jesse. All right, Warriors, coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories about kindness and success. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. When I see the food, I eat it. Bada boom. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm on a light diet. I only eat when it's light out. Bada boom. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Fantastic. This is my favorite LA band. My favorite reggae band. The great Ayaterra. I'm so excited. All five guys are on the line. Correct? Conference call. Is that true, Nick? I think it's true. Everybody's here. So let's go through everybody. Tanner Araballo, Louis Tovar, yep. Nathan Feinstein, Nick Laportio, and Nick Safakis. Correct? That's right. Yes, sir. Five. So I want to be able to ask each of you a question, but let's get started with what generated today's topic. Nicholas Laportio, I asked you, you guys are doing so well, and I can't be happier or prouder of you. And I asked you, what have you learned with this beautiful success that you've been blessed with? And you said kindness. That was so great, and I didn't expect that. Speak about that a little bit. Well, I think at the time there was uh, somebody who just passed away, um, Jerry Stiller. Uh, he was a comedian, and there was a quote he had said, um, left somebody with, like, in his last few days, and he said, to be great at something or be skilled at something is is great and important, but to be kind is so much more important. And it really, you know, just made me think and reflect on all this successful moments I think we've had and successful people and you know I think that for longevity and just what's really most important is yeah the kindness and love that you put into everything that you do you know it's just a beautiful message and you can hear it in your music that song by my side is all about that I mean you talk the talk but you walk the walk Rebecca let's play a soundbite of Herb Alpert um, with Bob Costas number one one of the ironies is that none of the members of your group were Latins. It was a Latin kind of beat. Everybody assumed that all or most of the guys were Latin, but no. Well, there's a bigger irony. I'm not Latin. <laughs> <laughs> of course, my father, my father was from Russia, and um, he moved to Tijuana when he was a kid, you know. Yeah, right. Right from Kiev <laughs> to Tijuana. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just have this feeling for, for Latin music. I saw Bullfight in 62 prior to The Lonely Bull. And I was affected by the feeling, the sound, the, you know, the oles, the bravado of it all. And I tried to translate that into a record. So I want, Nathan, you to listen to that from Herb Alpert, one of the most successful musicians of the 20th century. He's a Jewish guy from Boyle Heights who fell in love yeah. with music from Mexico. And people do not want to believe that he's not Latin. Tell me your journey, Nathan. You fall in love, and you almost have to justify who you have a gift, this beautiful voice you have, but you could probably relate to that question that Herb Alpert's getting 
being a guy named Nathan Feinstein, who's the most incredible reggae singer, right? Yeah, man. I appreciate the kind of words, Clapper. Thanks. You're very um, welcome. I think, you know, it's um, as as times go on, music, it, it tends to just reach further and further from its originated source in, in all genres of music. And um, a couple of decades ago, the world was just blessed by an outbreak of reggae music. And you see these different little hubs where it really caught on and it really became something special. Places like England and Hawaii and California as well. And, you know, growing up on the West Coast, I was always surrounded by uh, hip-hop and rock and roll and, and reggae. And um, as, as my journey as a musician progressed, I, I somehow found myself falling in love with music from Jamaica and falling in love with reggae and, and, and aspiring to um, create those kinds of sounds and those kind of vibes, you know? And so me and the guys, we all like fell in love with this music at the same time and just threw ourselves into it and um, dug so deep into this music that it's, it's so, um, you know, it's, it's iconic and we wanted to be a part of that. So we, you know, we emulate a lot of the, the artists that we love and things like that. And, um, you know, we're lucky that America is now becoming known as, as a great, one of the greats in reggae music because we have this really cool era of American reggae music coming about now. So every day we feel honored to be a part of that movement and um, we feel responsible. Um, we feel a responsibility to carry the message well, you know, and, and not stray too far from the source. Um, and yeah, it's just a blessing, you know, it's just a blessing that we found reggae music. We love this music and we're happy to be playing it. Well, nobody does it better than you, Nathan. And I'm not just saying it because you're on the air with me now. You could tell your love affair, your respect for it in every time you take that microphone and sing. And just because a guy is born in Jamaica, just because he likes reggae, he may not necessarily bring that passion and love and respect that you have for the genre. So keep it going. The success is not happening by luck, by accident. It's by hard work, and it's your love affair. Let's go to Louis, Louis Tovar. Louis, where were you? What was the song that told you it's reggae music, not rock and roll, not hip-hop? Do you remember who the band was? Do you remember the song? Do you remember when it happened in your life? Uh... Probably be maybe Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Wow. Be in all on. I mean, that's probably like one of the earliest songs that I remember even like as a kid just hearing it. I was like, what is that? My parents didn't know who Bob Marley was until after I was already in this band. So <laughs> it was just one of those things that, yeah, I just, it was always, it, you know, that especially that song, you know, it's one of those just like, it just brings everyone together. Even though I didn't know who this man was, that whatever age I was when I first heard that song, you know, I mean, that was probably like my first real exposure to it. Probably it would have to be a Bob song for sure. Got it. All right. Let's ask Nick Safakis a question. Nick, when now that the success you guys have been blessed with because of your hard work, you're now on stage, the fans, they're there. Now, all of a sudden you look out on the crowd and you see that their lips are moving because they actually know all the words to the song that you're now playing. What is that like when you feel or see that the fans want to be right there with you as the song is going on? 
There's no better feeling, man. We wouldn't be anywhere without our fans. And, I mean, that shows a lot to, like, you said, yeah, make songwriting abilities and his ability to just connect universally. Even though we're playing reggae and it might be a, a genre people have never heard before, the message is love and love has been around. And uh, I think he does a good job of conveying that message through the lyrics in a universal sense where people can uh, grasp on and sing with us. And it's, it's an amazing feeling, man, to be in different parts of the country all over the place, you know, and just see, see people and family, legit family, that know every word. And uh, my man have met before, but um, it's a great connection, you know, it's a healing, a blessing mm. part of it. Yeah, it just must be incredible for you to practice the song in the garage, now in the studio, and you keep correcting yourselves, you're working on it, kind of like a sculptor chiseling away at the marble, you're working at a song until you finally go, this sounds right. You then perform it, and again and again, and now you have people who actually weren't there when you first created it, but they now love the finished product that's about to come out of your mouth, and they know the words before you're going to say it. Just what a joy that must be to be <laughs> able to share it with everybody. I want to yeah. talk to Nick Laporcio now. Nick, you know, you're my connection to the band yeah. originally, so I, you have a very special place in my heart. And certainly your family as well and your dad. But when you sit down and write a song with Nathan and you go through the music, the lyrics, you can totally relate, even though it's a reach to say it, but to Lennon and McCartney. Later on, Paul McCartney, who's still alive, says, actually, you should start calling the songs McCartney and Lennon because I actually wrote it. Well, Lennon isn't here to actually fight back. They made the most beautiful music, the Beatles, Lennon and McCartney. Those two guys together. Take us through the process of writing a song with Nathan. Do you start strumming on the guitar, on the bass? Do you start with the words? Tell us what it's like to write one of your songs. Every song is so much different, and I think it's really cool. Like, and in our group especially, it's really nice that everybody's able to create and bring something to the table i don't think that there's just like one or two writers i'd say everybody in this in this band is like an extremely talented songwriter and mm -hmm. i've been i've been so fortunate to be just around so many good songwriters in general in this group and in other groups and you know sometimes it might be somebody just has a chord idea starts maybe jamming it while we're all together and then Tanner will just start playing a beat and, you know, it all comes together and, you know, Nate might have some lyrics he already had written, you know, and was saving. Or sometimes it might be totally the opposite, you know, like a lot of times somebody will kind of drop or dream up a whole song in, in their room by themselves on their computer, you know, and then send it around and then we kind of do the sculpting that way like via the internet and especially now with the current situation and stuff like a lot of people and ideas are getting sent over that way so mm -hmm. i mean there's so many different so many different ways now i think that it's coming and i think yeah there's so many possibilities really you know in life when you're given lemons the secret is to make lemonade not cry that all you have are lemons the people that I love hanging around with are the people who see the joy, who see the positivity. And even this horrible pandemic that we're going through has literally forced the world to pause. Well, for five musicians who have an incredible band who now have their concert tour blown up, you can cry all you want. 
But if you look at the bright side, how great was it to be a creative group to now be forced to stop and reflect on your career and to be able to now spend time together. The songs you must be writing now, making positive out of this. Has that occurred? What's next for you guys? As if anyone knows what's next. But how has the pandemic affected Ayaterra? You've got to trust the process. And I think we're all trusting the process and staying, uh, keeping our mental nice and healthy and just creating, man. We've been blessed with the creative minds. And there's, there's honestly no better thing than creative minds just to be at home creating all day long. So <laughs> we'd love to be on the road again very soon. But we just, just got to trust the process of why everything's happening. Nate, how did the song By My Side come about? <laughs> that one I have a very vivid memory of. You know, a couple of, when we wrote that song, it was probably like 2016 or 2017, and I had the lyric ideas floating around my head for a while, and I was still working a day job. Shout out to Whole Foods in Porter Ranch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I came home from work, and I was still living with my mom up in the valley, and I had this whole song in my head, and I was ready to, like, lay it down. But it was, like, 11 p.m. I had just got off work, and my mom was sleeping in the next room over. But I, I picked up my guitar and played that riff and started laying down the stuff. And I remember my mom yelling at me, like, shut the hell up. <laughs> And I, and, I was, and I was like, Mo, I was like, Mom, I got something really special here. Just let me like keep going on this. That's fantastic. Well, it's a song that every one of your songs is special. But when I was going through all of them, knowing I'd be so blessed to be able to talk to you guys today, that song really touches on the kindness in life that your success has brought that a lot of people are going to hear that song. And uh, thanks to your mom for letting you finish uh, putting it together. <laughs> I think she was reluctant at first, but she loves the song too. So she's like, okay, I'm glad I let him keep going with that one. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for letting me find a topic this week that allowed me to look into the world that I love of surgery, of art, and of sports. Because you're right, Nick Laporcio, when you do get success and you realize it's a blessing, the first thing you should do is recognize that now you have a responsibility to be kind to those who are less fortunate. And you guys are emblematic of it. And I can just tell you, keep it going. It's so great for me in the operating room to be changing someone's life, you guys need to know we're listening to your music in the operating room. You may not think in your bedroom, in your studio, you're writing a song that someone like me is making the world a better place with with surgery, but that's how far your music goes. So keep it up, gentlemen. Thank you. All right. We'll be in touch. We're going to keep following the career. I'll be in touch with you, uh, Nick and Nate. And uh, until next time, Be well, and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for waking up early to be with us. We love you, Doc. Thank you. Okay, God bless you guys. All right, the great Ayaterra, my favorite band, and they're blowing up for all the right reasons. Coming up next, I'll take your calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. The clinic will be open. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN. You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar sinai 
What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. He's infectious, and I can say that because I'm a doctor. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Roberto Clapperio. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I went a little long with the interview because I love those guys. Uh, we, we're gonna do a quick segment now, take a break, and then Aaron, you stay on the line. I promise I'm gonna take your call. So let me do this quick segment. This week, I discovered something from my childhood, and it involves chocolate. You know how much I love from chocolate ice cream, sorbet, chocolate babka. We can go down the whole line. I talked about the chocolate chip strip from B's Bakeries. I'm a chocoholic. And how much I love the donuts of Good Time Donuts in Ventura. But the greatest chocolate donut that I've ever had still lives. I did not believe this was a shock to my system. I need you to do this, particularly for Memorial Day. You have this box of donuts at your table. I promise you, you will sit down you may want to have a cup of coffee and a cigarette because it's orgasmic when you bite this chocolate donut. You get them at Gelson's. The company is called Entimins. There's three letter N's in the word Entimins. They're called chocolate-rich frosted donuts. There's a crack to the icing, the chewiness of this vanilla dough inside. But it's not like just the top is an icing of chocolate. The entire donut is glazed with a dark, not a milk, chocolate that crackles. And yet there's this soft chewiness in the dough. It's the greatest chewy chocolate donut you will ever have. Entenmann's Donut, go to Gelson's. Coming up next, I'm going to take Aaron's call. We'll talk a little bit about his hip. We'll do some clapper vision. And then next week, the great Ben Lyons is going to be my guest. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show presented by Cedar sinai What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. My mother is quelling in heaven right now when you say that. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, Renaissance <laughs> man, surfing, sculptor, smoother. Gee, Lord have mercy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. You see this guy. This guy. This guy's in love with you. Mm. This is the great Herb Albert, yes, the trumpet player, singing a song written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. With all that success, playing the trumpet, singing a song, starting his own record company, doing the song for the dating game, for T-Berry Gum. He did it all, but he realized it's time to give back the kindness that came from his success. Just like it was discovered by Ayaterra, my guest at 815, my favorite band, and the great Shaquille O'Neal. Something for all of us to learn about, being kind. 
right now, or I should say next week, the great Ben Lyons will be my guest. And I'm going to ask him one question. They say all the president's men. It was a true story about Nixon and Watergate. You knew the ending. But why do many film critics consider it the greatest movie? It's because you actually already knew the ending and you still were riveted in your seat. What else makes up a good movie? Ben Lyons is going to teach us next Saturday. Can't wait to talk to him. Right now, let's go to Aaron. Thanks for hanging on for so long. I apologize about bouncing you around. It's a crazy time on the radio, and I love it. Thanks so much, Aaron. How can I help you? No worries about that, Dr. Clapper. This is a weird time, so, hey, we all have to improvise, adapt, overcome. So it just goes with the territory nowadays. (laughs) How old are you, uh, Aaron, and what do you do for a living? I am 51. I am a teacher and coach at San Marcos High School in Santa Barbara. God bless you. Good for you. All right. How can I help? What's up? So I, when I was a kid, I had Calvi Perthes LCP in my right hip. So I grew up, you know, like six years old to 10 years old with an A-frame cast on my legs as, mm-hmm. as it went through its whole course. Can I, can I just take a second to tell the audience what that is? Yes, sir. And, and you'll learn as well. It, it, yeah. When a baby is, when a woman is pregnant, the baby is in her womb, in her uterus. Here's, here's one of the miracles that I want you all to appreciate. What creates the eyeball, right, that we all see out of? Because when you are developing as an embryo, the coverage of skin over the not born yet baby, the embryo, there is a communication between the skin in front of the eye socket that tells those cells, those stem cells, you need to become an eyeball and not stay as skin. There is an actual communication between the skin that it will disappear and become an eyeball. Not where your mouth is, not where your nose is, but where your eye socket is. It's amazing. Embryology. Well, that same embryo developing in the mother's womb, in the uterus, the ball of the ball and socket joint literally tells the socket, I'm a hemisphere, I'm a billiard ball, like a pool ball, and you need to become, you, the flat bone of the pelvis, you now need to become a female surface for the hemisphere of the ball. They literally talk to each other. The ball helps shape the socket to become a socket. What if the ball doesn't talk correctly to the socket and the socket doesn't talk to the ball correctly in shaping the ball as well. That breakdown leads to a misshaped ball circulation, all the rest of it, and creates a mismatch between the ball and the socket. It doesn't perfectly fit anymore. The bone starts to die off because it's not fitting well. That's what you have, Aaron. That's what leg Perthes is. And at 51, it will lead to premature arthritis in your hip and oftentimes the need for a hip replacement. So go ahead, continue. So I had that hip replaced when I was was 32. So Correct. Um, I, I'm living with that. But the reason why my question is my right shoulder has been getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And a doctor a long time ago had told me if there was such a thing for LCP in the shoulder, I had it. I can't reach up and and shoot a basketball anymore. I can't throw a ball anymore. 
when I reach up for stuff in the cupboards, I use my left hand because I can reach up two times as high as with my, my right shoulder. And so I just wanted to know, is there any correlation with that, that there could be something like LCP in my shoulder to cause all this degeneration? When I rotate it, I can feel it grinding and everything. So you're all the way up in Santa Barbara, correct? Yes, sir. And you listen to this show? Yes, I do. I'm currently driving down to San Diego to check on my parents, and I go down there every office so often, and every time I do, I listen to you. Oh, that's so nice. Well, I very much appreciate the phone call. There's a book I wrote called Heal Your Hips with Linda Huey. You should get a copy. It'll help explain yeah. a lot of things and how you need to take care of that right hip. But to answer your question specifically, my wife always says I never answer the question, so I'm going to answer the question. <laughs> you absolutely have nothing to do with leg perthes in your arm, in your shoulder, with your hip. So whoever told okay. you that, God bless them. They're entitled to their opinion. Here's my opinion. As gotcha. they say in New York, Aaron, forget about it. Get out of here. <laughs> that ain't going on in your right shoulder. You are developing either a problem with your rotator cuff or bone on bone with a large, here's a clapper vision. You light a candle, the candle's hot. The wax starts to drip. The dripping, you've seen the dripping around the candle? That's yeah. exactly what your x-ray's gonna look like where the bone spurs look like candle wax dripping. The candle is the arm bone, the humerus. The top of the candle is the humeral head, the ball. You're going to look like you have candle wax dripping. You're going to need exam. You're going to need an x-ray. And you're going to need an MRI to evaluate the status of your rotator cuff. But one of the most beautiful things of the many surgeries I do is people with an arthritic shoulder or they've torn their rotator cuff. So you're more than welcome to come see me. You can go see someone in Santa Barbara. That's up to you. But what they told you is not the case. So do yeah. not let them shoot you with cortisone. No stem cells. No, don't be holistic. Don't let anybody stick any needles into your shoulder. Get examined, an x-ray, an MRI. You do not need dye injected into your shoulder. A regular MRI is fine. And if you can't get to see someone that you like up there, then you'll come into Cedar sinai to see me. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank I want you, you to much. do me a favor. You're a total stranger, maybe not for long. You aren't anymore, and I just helped you driving down to San Diego, doing a beautiful thing, seeing your mom. You need to find a total stranger today, Aaron, and do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. Will do. All right, young man. God bless you, and thanks for the phone call. You've allowed me to educate all the listeners as well. As I said, next week, the great Ben Lyons will be my guest. Don't miss coming up on this station. John Ireland playing golf against Travis Rogers. You know what I would call that golf tournament as an orthopedic surgeon? I would call that golf tournament pre-op. Someone's going to hurt something. Either their back, their shoulder, their knee. Look out. <laughs> they should call it the pre-op tournament. Two of the loveliest guys I've met in my time in radio, my time at ESPN. A genuinely nice, great people. The great John Ireland and Travis Rogers. So good luck to them. Gentlemen, be safe. Have fun out there. And for you weekend warriors, you know where to find me every Saturday, every Saturday morning. And thanks for telling your friends. And have a good Memorial Day. And don't forget, peanut butter, sriracha, relish on the hot dog. Until next time, I'll see you on the radio.